0: Everyone said that this Washington offense was going to be something to look forward to. Still think they are, but they've literally hit the rock bottom with, you know, their gunslinger, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who we all believe, you know, would lead to such a fun team. He goes down with a hip injury. He's probably not going to be back for at least eight weeks. He's on the IR, replaced by Heineke. Who, in his right mind, isn't a bad quarterback, but he is a backup. So, with that team, what are you going to do? They are in one of the weakest divisions. They're probably the only team in that division that actually has a defense. i still say Terry McLaurin and Gibson are good plays, but that really stinks, you know? It really stinks if you're a Washington fan. It really stinks if you're even a Fitzmagic fan. Because you really want this man to do well. He's done nothing but surprise expectations in weeks past in the NFL. But it really stinks for him. But what's up, guys? This is Dan with Pod DMC here. We're bringing you week two narratives. Looking forward to another week of football. I'm so glad it's back. It's actually, you know, on Sundays, you, you kind of have that empty feeling if you don't have, like, something to do. Honestly, my favorite thing is just to have a lazy day. And just relax, you know? It's the best thing. Or even, like, taking a nap during the games. I know some of you guys are, like, hardcore into it, but, like, I can't watch, you know, 12 hours of football. That's not me. I'll probably watch the team I want to watch on Red Zone. And once either the 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock rolls around, (laughs) one of those times is nap time, I swear. But we'll continue creating content for you guys. So, narratives... Obviously, going in, I was going to talk about Washington Giants because that's the first thing that game. Really, both teams are kind of a crap shoot. I actually am looking forward to see how Washington does with Heineke. But let me see if this is on... Is this at MetLife? Okay, thank goodness. This is in uh, Landover, Maryland, FedExville. Because MetLife is awful. MetLife is literally where ACLs go, you know, to cry. So... Um, speaking of ACLs, Takeon Barkley, I don't think is 100% yet. He's probably about 75 to 80%. I do think Washington have a really good defense. You know, obviously you have Chase Young there, but they got a loaded, loaded front four. So like, you gotta be careful if you're playing any Giants players. Daniel Jones doesn't really have enough time to throw the ball. Then on Washington, I mean, they should be favorites here. I would say. I'd feel pretty safe in still playing your players. Just limit your expectations. Obviously, you have someone better. Go for them. But you got to play Gibson and McLaurin if you drafted them in high positions. Uh, just be careful there. Uh, we got to talk about Raheem Mostert and his injury and how that fits with Trey Sermon's healthy scratch. Because out of nowhere, we have potentially another i wouldn't call him a james robinson but i would consider him maybe a philip Lindsay because elijah mitchell people spending a hundred percent of their fab budget on basically is equal to most dirt if not even better um, probably you know fifth sixth round capital that's how i see it and if you're a Trey sermon owner don't fret Um, obviously it stinks because you invested a high draft capital on him. He was probably the second best rookie drafted after the ETN injury, probably after Najee Harris and probably the top handcuff back drafted because he has the potential to surpass. Um, other than maybe like Javante Williams, but I think Trey Sermon's situation is a lot better and his team is a lot better. I mean, things li- like around that area, you draft Tony Pollard, you draft Jamal Williams, and those aren't bad handcuffs either. But Trey Sermon, man, he was prime to you know see a lot of targets if he maybe I don't know didn't met curfew. That's what the argument is. A lot of argument is also that like he's just not the better back in training camp. You know and that wouldn't surprise me if Elijah Mitchell was maybe a sophomore or third-year player, but he's also a rookie, so obviously, there's something wrong with Trey Sermon. I would still say this is a committee, um, probably 60-40 with Elijah Mitchell probably getting that 60. And Jamal Hasty's still there, Jeff Wilson comes back probably week eight, and I mean, still gonna be a run-first team. You might even throw Debo Samuel. He might get a run or two. But I wouldn't be too worried. Um, I'm not one of those guys that is going to go crazy with Elijah Mitchell. If you have him, great. But I would limit expectations just a little bit. Um, right now, he's nothing more than a flex play. I do think slowly that we will kind of see who emerges depending on the next two weeks. Whether that be Elijah Mitchell. Or whether that is Trey Sermon, I do think it's still going to be a committee, um, and it's going to be tough to see. They play the Eagles, who have a pretty decent, decent defense. Not not anything amazing. They play in Philadelphia. It's not exactly easy matchup. Um, I mean, I'd say they should dominate. Not not, but like I don't. I think it'll be closer than people think. They should win this game, but. It'll be a lot closer. I think the Eagles are figuring out their own offense with Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell are, It's a good one-two punch, honestly. Kenny Gainwell is really solid. I, Sanders is obviously number one there. I don't think he'll take over anything unless Sanders gets injured. But that's not a bad handcuff either, to be honest. So, over-under 49 points, that's insane. That's, that's a high-scoring game. Another narrative I kind of want to look at is the Buffalo Bills. They're probably, you know, one of the most fun teams to watch. In addition to maybe Arizona, they're one of the most pass-heavy teams. Just like Arizona, they run like so many plays so quick. It's a hurry-up offense. And it's Josh Allen. I mean, he did have a breakout year, and I hope he continues that. He plays the Dolphins, which have a good defense. Pittsburgh also had a good defense last week. We'll see. I mean, I love me some Josh Allen. I love me some Stefan Diggs. I have a Stefan Diggs signed jersey in my closet right now. I need, to, I need to frame it some way. But I do think they bounce back. I do think it's also going to be a tough matchup. I don't think it's going to be an amazing game from Josh Allen. But he does give you a rushing floor. And it's, it's Josh Allen. You probably picked him. He was probably the third quarterback drafted overall. So if you pick them up, you gotta play them. You can't you can't sit them. Um, same with Stephon Diggs. You gotta play your starters. Just be careful of the matchup. I do think the Bills still favored in this, and I do think they come out of the division like really the only threat to them is the Dolphins. So if they win this game, it's pretty nice. If they don't, own two. That's not not the best look to be honest, especially against the two and Dolphins. So um, Mac Jones plays against the Jets. Should see have a field day. Um catch Kobe Myers. Good for you. Because that connection should do a little better than last week. I I know Aguilar did better technically. I'm not really sure Mac Jones progression system, he might be a lot like Tom Brady, where he, you know, spreads the ball between all the receivers. But it's the Jets. I mean they do have a better defense now. And Zach Wilson is actually kind of fun to watch, even though he kind of crapped the bed against the Panthers. I think the Panthers have underrated defense as well, but it should be pretty fun. In the you know, both teams don't really have high expectations, but it's cool to see some rookie quarterbacks and do the things. Whoo, the Rams and the Colts. That's the Rams look super fun, super super fun. I think Robert Woods is still number one there, but I think it's more like a fifty-five forty-five. Cooper Cup looks amazing. Robert Woods look really good too. Both of them, both of them are really good, really really good players. Especially when you have an upgrade at quarterback now, with Matt Stafford. Um, if if this team had Cam Akers, oh my goodness. But they play the Colts. The Colts supposedly ha- supposed to have the, one of the best offensive lines in football. Carson Wentz had like zero time to throw the ball last week. Um, Zach Pascal looks like the number one there. And Jonathan Taylor, I think, will have a bounce back. Obviously, he plays the Rams. We have Aaron Donald, so that's going to be really, really tough. I do think he does better. Um, I'll probably use Naheem Hines a lot on passing down, so I think that kind of caps Jonathan Taylor's, like, ceiling a little bit. Kind of reminds me of, like, Derrick Henry. Uh, because when you have a pass catching back, why would you, I mean, continue to play the workhorse back? I mean... NFL kind of works that way, you know? Ideally, yeah, you want... Fantasy, you want a, a running back that does all three downs to plays an entire game. It doesn't work like that. They're still a human being. Can you imagine, like, taking that much damage the entire game? It doesn't... It's it's rough. So unless your name is, like... I don't know, Christian McCaffrey? You, you, He's just built different. <laughs> so, like, most of the time, we even saw with his injuries... It's not sustainable. So, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, he's hindered by the he mines. And Marlon Mack comes in for a breather back, a change of pace back as well. So, just watch out there. Titans, Seahawks, that's going to be really fun to watch. High powered offenses, pretty below average defenses. Titans looked really bad against Arizona. Give Arizona some credit because they have one of the best teams in football. Honestly I think they're gonna be really surprised this year. But I do think Julio Jones bounces back, Derek Henry bounces back. You know, the Seattle have very good players in certain positions, but it's not overall a good defense, I would say. So it should be really fun to watch. Um, you know, expectations for the Titans. Huge expectations going this year. I think AJ Brown is playing through like, you know, he doesn't look hundred percent yet either. Um he has some knee issues but i think he'll be fine he looks like a stud i'm i am surprised that like you know julio probably could have been an alpha on like a lot of teams so i'm really surprised he chose the titans of all teams um maybe he just knows the personnel a little better if i was like aaron Rodgers, i would have been pissed (laughs) that i didn't get julio jones for just like a second round pick I think that's literally, they didn't give him, like, anything. So, the, the Titans got to steal Hulu Jones. I think he's going to be fine, honestly. We saw that him and Calvin Ridley thrive together. It's why not AJ Brown and him as well? Uh, speaking of the Packers, the Packers got to bounce back, too. They played literally the worst one of the worst defenses in Detroit. Who, Detroit, I think, arguably, their offense is actually going to be a lot better than people hoped for. I mean, they put up a lot of points against the 49ers. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams look very nice. Jared Goff has to throw to someone, whether that's Amon Ra, St. Brown, or Hawkinson. He's got to throw to someone. Um, I think Jair Alexander had actually a decent game against the Saints, uh, shutting down Callaway. So I do expect the passing uh, to be struggling for the Lions, because Jair is probably going to go on the best receiver, and really, yeah, Jared Goff's probably going to rely on the, rely on the run game, but the Packers should get this one pretty easily, I think Aaron Jones bounces back, I, I do think they were kind of just like managing Aaron Jones, um, knowing how the season is like so long ahead, and they were like losing by so much, they were just like, oh, we're getting destroyed, I'm just gonna take him out. You know, same with Rodgers. Just take him out. So, if you have Aaron Jones, don't be worried. I mean, be worried a little. But, like, it should be a really good matchup to bounce back from. I think him and A.J. Dillon will both get touchdowns this week. But you never know. Even if they get 100 yards and zero touchdowns. I mean, obviously, Rodgers is probably going to want to throw to Adams a lot, too. So, he does take away some of that threat. But we'll see. It's uh, I think it's plenty to go around. I think the opposite's going to happen this week where they're going to be up by so much that they rest their starters (laughs) so which which kind of stinks you want shootouts but you don't you you don't want them to be like one-sided you know so like if they're winning let's say like 28 to 0 at halftime they're gonna pull out rogers jones adams so be careful about that but i do think it's a bounce back game pretty high floor game i would say but now that i said that, I've watched Aaron Rodgers throw for, like, you know, fumble the ball, like, twice. So we'll kind of see. But well, it should be an interesting game. So that's all i got for you guys for those narratives just to watch going into week two. Um, I am starting another podcast. i choosing between the name. I think I'm calling it um, Night and Day to discuss really how my upbringing and how, aside from football, how I view like life in general and how difficult this year has been being a person of color. And it definitely, definitely helps to hear like, you know, support from others on issues that I like to, you know, speak about. I think I'm going to speak with George again, that he was on the show maybe two weeks ago. We had a great conversation about just how sports has really emerged into the new age and how lack of resources hinders certain sports. So I'm speaking on more issues similar to that and I'm hoping today be that soon. I'll let you guys know below. I'll probably include the link below. Or if you have any any ideas about show names, please just let me know. Um, I'll include an email down below if you guys want to send stuff for show names. I mean, I kind of like 9 Day because it's literally two sides of the same coin. Um, you know, you may look at it. It's like the United States. One side is completely different than the other, but we're still the same coin, you know? Uh so yeah, that's that's my spiel, but happy week two and I'll catch you guys later. Peace.